welcome to the forecast. My name is Aaron Juno, and I'm <laughs> Thanks, here to welcome you to the <laughs> finest podcast this side of the Mississippi. Well, what is wrong with you? After that, shut up, Frank. Uh, welcome to the forecast episode 45. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I am joined with several voices this week, including Alex, Chad, Frank, Caleb, and Owen. Several people this week. Sorry, who people don't identify as persons. I am the the hit competitive TV show, The Voice. Yes, did you just assume I have a voice? Hang on, Chad, was it your birthday yesterday? It, yeah, was. it was. Oh, happy belated birthday. Happy dude. 19th, man. Dude. <laughs> 19. <laughs> you got to like carry the five minus the two and then like times it by three and then subtract and then you times it by zero and then you just add 23. Oh. Wait, how, how old are you via the soul calendar? <laughs> the same I think, age. I think ah, two. The answer is always 69. Go. Welcome mm. to the forecast, episode Diggity. forty-five. The forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced every Thursday. We are a group of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things, from video games to film to board games to entertainment, and just kind of provide our own perspectives on how they were made, how they play, whether or not they're actually interesting. Sometimes this just includes our random thoughts. So, is this just uh, video games? No, no, not just video games. Okay, sorry. I, I you can uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash we are the horizon community or you can check out our website at we are the horizon.com. Everything we talk about will be posted in the cast notes, which will also be ported out to whatever podcasting app you use. So that being said, let's get into it and let's start with what we've been starting with the last couple of weeks. What have you been playing lately? Alex, how about we start with you? Since you're an A and not my A name. <laughs> Good sure. recovery. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I know. Uh, sure. You're an AA, so really. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, Ty, I wrote down Warframe. You wrote it down. Good. Um. Yeah, me and Frank played a little bit of this, and I played a little bit after the in this the coming days after that. Um. They recently did like a really big update to the game. They're calling it their largest content update ever. People and reviews and stuff like that are like, oh my gosh, it's like it's a sequel. All this kind of stuff. Um basically they just added like like basically the game's set up in, in these small little like dungeon encounters essentially. And they added like this whole huge open world area. Um with like quest a quest system and like randomly generated encounters and um, they've Where got like a huge social hub now. It's pr- basically an MMO. Like it's just added, a big, like an like MMO dick waving competition in those social game. areas where it's like, <laughs> look at how much money I've spent on this game. Look at how everything on my body is glowing. Okay. It is neat. 
Yeah. Uh, game, Frank, so neat. clearly you've been playing some Warframe. You've been playing anything else besides Warframe? Uh, yeah, Destiny 2. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Great, good, good, wonderful. We'll talk about that next time. Yeah, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Owen, what have you been playing? I have been playing uh, Shadows of Mordor. Not Shadows of War, the first one. I'm a little behind. Oh, playing some catch-up. Have you, have you been playing that? Because I assumed you were playing more the no, entire no, I, time. I've been playing the first one. Um, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's still fun. I appreciate no, that. A couple of years later. I mean, I grabbed it on a Steam sale a while back for like five bucks. Um, I don't know. I like it. It's fun. I There are some things about it that I kind of dislike. It feels very generic, uh, like action RPG. I mean, uh, there's not a lot that I see that kind of differentiates itself from Assassin's Creed, let's say. Uh, I know. System. Yeah, th- that's pretty much it. And even then, it's basically just, oh, hey, we'll randomly generate the guys you need to kill, but you still need to kill them. Um, I will say I like it better than Assassin's Creed because you actually have to like plan out how you take people down. It's so, much more of an Assassin's game yeah. than Assassin's Creed is. It's, it's, it's more Assassin's Creed than so Assassin's much more, Creed. Which is so, sad. Uh, I, I they, do like that. They don't try to shoehorn Leonardo da Vinci into every timeline. <laughs> can, I, can I ask a question? Go for it. No. I only oh. played... <laughs> I literally only played the first Assassin's Creed, and so I don't see the connection between the two being similar. Are the rest of the Assassin's Creed, do they just feel like Shadow of Mordor? Is is that what it is? Is why everybody's like comparing the two with like the, I it's, guess, rock climbing and stuff? Because like, I think the, the scaling aspect, part of it, the targeting aspect, another part of it. I, I'd say the, the gameplay itself is very similar upon go to this large tower, activate it, so you can see all of your points around said large tower, and then follow your mini-map guide to wherever your, you know, side quest or quest starts, and then walk to wherever you need to walk to, beat the shit out of whoever you need to beat the shit out of by countering like crazy, and uh, then walk away and do it again. Jump off the tower and be like, Ca-ca! Right. Nope. Okay. So I guess the thing that I never equated as being similar is that in the first Assassin's Creed, you literally had to like lock on the targets with a certain button. While this one just has a very like Arkham uh, style like combat system where you just push in a direction and hit a button, and it flows a lot nicer. And you can uh, what is it? The um, newer Assassin's Creeds do the same exact thing. If you okay. don't have to lock yeah, it yeah, yeah, directly yeah. See, on. So I'm I'm unfamiliar with that. That's why I just haven't been. Like, equating the two to being similar. The first Assassin's Creed is considerably different from all the rest. Yeah, yeah, In terms really? of gameplay. Oh, it's yeah. good to know. I have only played the first one as well. What? I highly wow. recommend the yep. second one. The second one's second a lot one's of fun. Good. second one's really good. Brotherhood was good, too. Yeah, because yep. Brotherhood was basically just a giant DLC patch for the second one. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Chad, what have you been playing? So, uh, I have been playing a lot of player on. Unknown- I'm not gonna go on that one. So, basically, <laughs> basically, um, for my birthday, my parents surprised me with uh, getting me the Oculus. They actually told me that they bought it back when it was on sale. Uh, so that was a while ago. Um, and that's got to be like the worst birthday wait ever. Well, hey, we bought you an Oculus. They never told me they you bought can't me an have Oculus. It. Oh, oh. Yeah, so like, oh, it, okay. <laughs> I thought they got it. Like, they're like, they're now that they bought it. Yeah. Then oh, sitting, in, sitting in a black case, glass case, 
Chad right. just comes over. <laughs> your dad just he's, you go to touch the case, and he's like, "Hey, look out!" I will always remember that when I was much, much younger. Uh, the night before Christmas, my dad let me open up a present, and I opened up Halo Two, and then oh, he brought no. out the Xbox, and he sat it down, and he's like, "And now you have to wait till tomorrow to play it." <laughs> Oh, That's gosh. the worst. That's the worst Christmas. Okay, Wait, I'm gonna continue with my. Did you pick present you opened? Real quick, did you, you pick get it, to open or did one he give present? You that one and then set the Xbox. He down? gave me exactly that one because he hid the Xbox oh, in the other room. Gosh, what a troll! Okay, sorry, Chad, go ahead. What a troll. Uh, okay, so yeah, so I got an Oculus, uh, and so I was kind of just playing some uh, games. Um, usually, when I'd play VR, it would be strictly like when Alex was gone, and I just choose a couple games and try them out. Or it'd be because he has two uh, headsets. Uh, it'd be like multiplayer games with him, with him. So now that I have my own and I can explore it, I kind of just downloaded some stuff and I tried. Uh, I think it's Lucky Tail, which is like Mario N sixty four, but in VR. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, and then I also played around a little in Echo Chamber, if I'm saying that right. Um, like uh, Echo vape, Arena. Okay. Vape Chamber. <laughs> Echo Arena. I Echo didn't really Arena. play a, a game per se, but I like messed around flying around and stuff like that and, and getting a feel for it, so that's pretty cool. Um and the game that we played together, the two that we played together was Climby and Gunheart. Climby is like a rock climbing game where you just have different what are they like uh player base made that we were playing? Or is it Okay, yeah, so we were playing workshop games, and we were just, like, climbing up walls and stuff like that, we putting were playing, checkpoints yeah, down, workshop. and um, trying to get to the uh, flag at the end, which is really cool, because, like, if you played that game just on a controller, that'd suck, but since it's all up in VR, and you're able to climb a wall, and, you know, when you fall, you fall, like... The, there's no teleportation in that game, it's all locomotion based on your hands, so, like, to to walk, you're, like make a walking motion with your arms like you swing them back and forth or uh to jump you like so two swing things. your arms Number one, up and then how like in the world do you guys both play room scale thrust vr them. when you have one room okay so that's another thing uh i'm playing between the two desks and oh, so oh. i just spent a ton of money uh and bought a bunch of cables and stuff to and move the couch backwards in the media room and I'm about to extend my VR PlayStation back into the uh, media room in the back. Ah, ah. That'll be nice. Okay. Second, I, I, maybe you guys didn't We're see the photo I sent. There's this local um, video game, I don't gaming store, I guess. They have a bunch of PCs set up, and you can go in and play whatever you want. Anyways, one of the PC things cafe? they have. Sure. But this is, like, way beyond that. Um, I don't know. Anyway, so... The, uh, Inside, they have like this platform that they literally strap you in at the hips, and then they put you in a VR headset, and your feet are on a sort of like omnidirect or a, I guess omni omnidirectional oh, kind of trackpad. So you physically walk around in whatever game you're playing, but you're also playing with VR on your arms, so that your movement is still with your feet. And I don't, I, I just am really interested as to how that would change the sort of aspect of feeling like you're really in the space that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, it seems weird. Because, like, in that thing, the the weird part is going to be all of the force on your waist. 
Like you'll you'll still be like making a yeah. walking motion, I don't know. but it'll be like weirdly. I mean, like, it seems cool. It's kind of frustrating when you move your arms and it's just like, oh, I'm walking because I'm swinging my arms. This is cool. I don't know. Does it feel good? Okay. It feels pretty good. Feels pretty good. What's what's <laughs> oh, also cool about that game is that you can you can uh, help each other climb. Is it helping each other climb or, or like there's flying? there's collision on each climb other's on each bodies? Other? And uh, you can like oh you can also you can also break it. You can climb on each other, yes, and you can break it because if you're both trying to climb on top of one another, the game freaks out, doesn't know who to. Alex and up, I beat a level. And it sends you within, both flying up What is it? Forty two seconds because of how tall it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a huge tower They're and we just all like shot through up in the air and then just landed on top uh, of the spire. Caleb, what have you been playing? I've like, been playing a couple record. of kind of old games. SteamWorld Dig 2, which came out a long time ago. This year. It, but... no, it came out like a couple weeks ago. What? I thought it was in like February. Wasn't it like February? No, it was yeah, like two, three weeks ago. Oh. Okay, well, I am wrong. It came out <laughs> much sooner than I had thought. Anyway, the I played times. That and I beat it over the weekend, so that was cool. It's um, just like a puzzle platformer kind of. It's a Metroidvania, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, it's pretty, pretty good. Not great. Not terrible. Just a good Metroidvania. I liked it because it was it was relatively short. Yeah, it was pretty short. I mean, like six September twenty first, seven hours maybe. Yeah. And I've also been playing a bunch of Tacoma, which is uh, the new game by the people who made Gone Home. And it's, mm. it's very similar. So, I mean, it's just a walking simulator. Wait. Um, yeah. So this isn't the game that had the, like, tiger-looking dude in it that's not Crash, but, like, what is it, T- Tomba? Tomba or something like that? Tomba! What? No. Tomba this 2, is not man. Tomba. No, no, no. Tomba 2 came out in like the mid-90s. <laughs> no, this is Tacoma. Are you talking Tacoma. about Donkey Konga? I think he's talking about Tomba. Yes, Donkey Konga. No, I don't know. Yeah, no, this is, this is a relatively recent game. And you're in the space station and you're, you're finding these what are essentially augmented reality-like recordings of the passengers on the station and you're sort of learning their story you go through it's pretty interesting uh, i think it i think it's good but the problem i have with it is that i just relatively recently also played what remains of edith finch and that is just far superior in telling <laughs> stories than most games that i've played in recent times including tacoma also aren't you getting a little tired of ai stories at this point <laughs> This this does have many many striking similarities to Event Zero, which we played in the humble bundle. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. It's still interesting to me, but sure, it gets old after a while, I guess. Huh. That actually game's good. That actually reminds me. I have also been playing recently, kind of a walking simulated uh, AI game, and that is uh, the Fall of Lazarus. Oh, I saw you've been playing that recently. Yeah. Um. But again, I'm it's, we're kind of inundated with uh, almost walking simulated AI content, storytelling games with this you know AI who's just like kind of talking to you, but you don't really know what's going on. You could tell that he's hiding things. Um, I would just really enjoy playing an AI game where the AI is dumb for once, <laughs> you know? Uh, maybe trick them. Uh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I guess. I mean, I don't really feel like that AI is dumb. Wheatley's super dumb. Oh. Wheatley's pretty dumb. Yeah, okay. I thought you were talking about the other one. Gladys? Gladys, yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, I've been playing that, and I've also been playing some uh, Deep Rock Galactic, uh, which we actually got to try out at uh, PAX last year. Actually, that was this year, not last year. It just seems like last year. At the game that looked like Minecraft with friends? Uh, kind of, yeah. I'm literally just playing with randos online. I'm not playing with anyone. Who are you playing with? No one I know. The game has been terrible. Yeah, well... (laughs) Last time I asked you if you wanted to play it, you were like... I'll just go in and play. There'll be some people playing that I may enjoy playing this with. No. Nope. Everybody (laughs) who plays that game is just like trolling the entire time. Like you have to get into the rocket ship to go down to the planet... And everybody's like standing on the edge of the door to see if they can glitch out of the ship and fly through space while it's like being jettisoned from the mothership. <laughs> uh, dudes like will just like get together and then kill you <laughs> if you're not with them on their team and then just leave your body and then go play the rest of the game without you. It's weird. I mean, I, it, I, I think we probably need to experience it with four people, but you know, whatever. They've been bugging me with emails to try the alpha. And I'm like, okay, fine, fine. Like I'm that's some sort of important alpha tester. Uh, Aaron Juno, we need you. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. <laughs> so uh, one thing I'd mention as we're kind of jumping out of uh, what you've been playing is clearly uh, the time has passed for Janae and I to buy an SNES. We missed all of the opportunities. I don't think they're going to be releasing anymore. However, we could just go buy this analog Super Nintendo for a mere $449. Mm. Once it's out, uh, this is done by a third-party company, right, Alex? You won't, no balls. Four hundred forty-nine dollars. Analog Super NT is it only forty-nine dollars? <laughs> it's very expensive. Oh, four hundred forty-nine. I thought that's yes, just there for you the NES Thank you. I thought it was thought way more expensive. The SNES one was cheaper. The SNES um, I was kind like of, 189 The re-release is, was 189 or thereabouts. But this is SNES? a... Well, I'll let you explain it, Alex. Well, they, they did... This company did a... Gotcha. Frank's okay. talking about they did a uh, NES one before. And now they're doing a Super NES one. Um, really, I, just, I didn't really want to bring this up because it was SNES... I more wanted to bring it up because of the technology that they're using. I think it's incredibly interesting. Um, they're basing the system on FPGA technology, which stands for Field Programmable Gate Array. Um, and instead of like what Nintendo themselves are doing or like what anybody else is doing with releasing old consoles, they're not doing software emulation. They're actually literally emulating the hardware itself. So these chips that they use, these uh, field programmable gate array chips, um, can well actually done. rearrange the logic gates inside of the chip itself um, to match the original hardware. So basically, somebody programs a firmware core that will make the chip match the SNES, and then it performs 100% like an SNES. That's pretty freaking SNES. Cool. It has 100% yeah, that is really neat because it's literally like it's running on the same hardware. Right? So, along with releasing this, like, there are modders out there that will release other firmware, like, unofficial firmware, that will just make it act like an NES or make it act like some some other system. And as long as there's enough gates in the chip to 
do whatever powerful uh, is anything else run hardware on, i mean that we that we would have used for fpga is, they can do it i don't i can't think of anything hmm. like I, I never heard of this stuff until i heard about this thing it just it seems super cool like they're the company was talking about how they want to eventually have like a one multi-box system that you will be able to load different firmware cores on that will be able to do like ps1 or like you know 64 like that kind of level stuff interesting you know i had mentioned that, uh, one of the things i didn't get to talk about a couple weeks ago but um uh, atari box um is releasing well that's what they're calling it is the atari box they're re-releasing re a not re-releasing more just releasing a new console with old games uh, the play old games from the Atari, but one of the things they had actually talked about was utilizing FPGA on it. I think that it has, yeah, that has come and gone, and I think they're just basing it off of um, uh, just oh, standard really? console build now. Um, that would have been interesting to see. I think it would be cool if you saw more of that because if if that continues to be just the play for one dev, then they're really going to get a lot of. Uh, I guess modders or content creators that are pushing stuff towards their system versus other things that are just exclusively for one one type of hardware. Right. And it's a little weird because it's like it's basically an old console that costs the price of like or like more than the price of a new console, a like current generation console. But I mean, they're also like premium quality. They like use four hundred forty nine bucks, and man, stuff to build it, and that seems pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cheap for your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know one thing I was gonna mention last week. Uh, we talked about <laughs> two weeks ago. We talked about know. that stupid mini that. game loading screen patent. Um, I actually looked it up and read a lot about it. Uh, so uh, one of the things is I yeah you already commented on this, but this was that was so two thousand fifteen. It actually expired November of two thousand fifteen. But the most unique thing about the entire context of the article was that not only could people not release content with uh, minigame loading screens, but developers actually couldn't even work on content that was a part of minigame loading screens, which is why we clearly haven't seen any in it, even though it's been two years since that hmm. happened. Um, sure, right. sure. So it's, it's like funny in some to me indie that game that or something. Been, I mean, only that's a twenty-year patent, U.S. patent, started in nineteen ninety-five. Twenty years that they kept the uh, game industry from being able to do years. mini ga mini games on loading screens. That's amazing. Um, and the, the part of the article went on to talk about how crazy it was that they actually got um, the patent in the first place. How weird and obscure the patent was written, and just the fact that they were able to get it in the first place was just kind of bizarre. Uh, but anyway, since we're talking about video games, I wanted to jump into some of the things that we have been playing this week. Uh, we actually didn't get to talk about them and what you've been playing because so many of us have been uh, playing them recently. Um, one of which is is Shadow of War, and Owen touched on that just a tiny bit because he's been playing Shadow of Mordor. Yep. But uh, which actually I'm very excited about Owen because that game is 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 fun and it it really Who is a good Mordor? entry into <laughs> into Shadow of War. But uh, let's talk real quick about Shadow of War, which came out, mm, has it been two weeks? Two weeks ago, yeah. Two weeks ago, okay. Caleb, why don't you start, since you probably played the most. Oh, have I? Um, so Shadow of War, it's obviously a lot like the original one, 
and it, I don't think what? they've improved too much on it, which is kind of disappointing. What? They've done a little bit of stuff to the Nemesis system, but it seems pretty minor. And they added this awful, 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 awful mechanic. Scanning? Where, yeah. Yes! When you, when you do the Assassin Tower from Assassin's Creed, instead of just doing the normal Assassin Tower thing, you also have to scan across like the horizon and find every single point of interest individually so that they're marked on your map. And then you have thought, to go get them. That sounds that awful. That is the crappy... Oh, it's so bad, dude. It's so bad. I You'd hate it. you think when you got the tower, you would just get all of the things within that tower's region because you could see it from the tower? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. you think they'd just update the game and give you a on-off switch so you could be like, you know what? From now on, every tower I, I get, I just want to automatically well, get all the scans. Yeah. What I don't quite understand is that when Breath of the Wild did their towers... Everyone was praising it because it was like, oh, hey, it doesn't give you all of mm -hmm. the dumb things. and You don't have to scan stuff. And like it just so thought, kind of unlocks thought, the map. I thought it was because you you kind of had to like eyeball it like you exactly didn't necessarily. This is like, yes, 100 yeah. percent different. Right. This is completely different. It's like they it's like they saw that and they're like, "Oh yeah, we should put that in our game." But then they missed the entire point because this game isn't about randomly going well, through and exploring and the environment. Point, though, this game like, is about checking off I feel like they looked at list it and thought it was a good idea, but one. why would they implement something that obviously doesn't work for their style of I game? I don't know how something like that gets through QA. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, it's yeah. So mind. dumb. It's so bad. <laughs> Rutherford B. Moneybags is like, put it in the game. <laughs> because it's literally it just like. <laughs> it's, it's like. It's not even like you're marking things yourself. It's like what we, what the, the things are already marked. You just like, have to figure out where to look is, to get them to like show up. The invisible workforce that has been worked to the bone in all video games where. Somebody will just be like, hey, let me mark that on your map for you. And it happens instantly. Who does all that? <laughs> I was trying to figure out where you were going with this. <laughs> okay, invisible workforce. All right. Yeah, I was getting a little lost there myself. The I, I, I agree. I think that's a really... That's just a bad mechanic. Terrible. You're right. Really it's terrible mechanic for the game. I, I, I wish more games had like actual cartography in it. <laughs> have, you, have you played Hollow Knight? It's got some yeah. photography-like thing in it. It does. It's I've also been uh, been playing Xanima and been making a map. Wow, like a yeah, myself. <laughs> no, it's not randomized. Yourself? Huh. The one thing does I want to mention it's about not the Nemesis system—you kind of touched on it. Just, like they made some minor updates. Yeah. Um, I still feel like the randomization of enemies is almost nothing has changed, other than the fact that now there are distinctively different types of captains that you encounter yeah i think they call them tribes in the game are you talking about the tribes or are you talking about classes uh both both because okay. it's a little bit of like there's just a mixture of things i feel like they were just like all right this works really well let's just try and expound upon this idea mm -hmm. um i think that part they i feel like they just shoved a lot of content into the nemesis system from that standpoint from things like uh have you guys i'm sure you've been attacked by an ambush right which is mm -hmm. one guy. He just shows up, knocks you down, and then he leaves. What is how how thick you? are the accents yeah. in that game? Yeah. Yep. Some of them are. 
Yeah, so Mar. Uh the uh adaptation of the captains is also yep. kind of interesting, just that you know, as you continue to lose to them, they continue to be or or continue to fight them, they continue to adapt to your fighting style. It's um, nice. I I had one guy that I was fighting that I kept dying to. And I ended up dying to him like a total of five times or something before I finally shamed him. But <laughs> uh I fought him the second time around and I kept vaulting over him. And at some point during the fight he adapted to that. And then he killed me because I couldn't vault over him anymore. That's like yep. my best mode of combat. <laughs> yep. But then the next fight he was not he was no longer like immune to vaulting, so I could just hop over him again. But That's I, weird. I yeah, it seemed strange. Like it was only a per fight basis, maybe. It was weird. The one thing I have liked about the Nemesis system is their usage of your friendlies uh i've had actually several times and i think it might have been too much but i have had several times when i'm like well i'm dead because i (laughs) I don't have an opportunity to save from the you know killing throw and then captain from your side just comes in and kills him real quick like okay that's completely out of context like because you're not i'm in the middle of orcs in a spot where there's only orcs yeah it's pretty good and all of a sudden Here's a captain out of nowhere. He's like, dude, I've been following behind you. Don't worry. I got <laughs> you back. Oh, I you back. back he just showed up and saved you? Yes. That's never happened to me. The number of times. To- I've had that happen probably three times. One time it was, I, I was literally yeah, I've like, had probably like 30 I've had it happen. No, nobody from, where are they from? Is it from Gondor? Where are they from in that game? I think they're Gondorians. Yeah, Gondor, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So no one, no one anywhere near, anywhere near. And all of a sudden he just shows up, stabs the dude. And he's like, I can't let you die, Ranger. Wow. And then he's gone. Like what? I don't understand where he came from or where he went. He's just a shadow warrior, man. Yeah, sneaking in. He is mm. the shadow of war. I do uh... really like. There's one, um, I guess, storyline sort of that I really like in that. Uh, it's the one where you meet Bruce, and I think that storyline's pretty interesting. It's not terribly long, but it's cool. And the game has a lot of moments where it's a little bit uh, self-aware during that storyline, and it does. A, I think it does a good job of it. Actually, it's kind of funny. Hmm. I think all in all, though, um, just your initial comment. I think it, the game really is just kind of like a slight upgrade from Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, it is. Mordor and they even added some stuff I don't like, so kind of mm-hmm. comes out on par for me. Yeah. I hope I'm hoping that it gets better as the game progresses. I don't think I've played long enough to say that this is exactly what it was before, but I I don't know. I, I think 18 hours in, I don't know that it's going to get much better for me. And hearing your review of it makes me feel good about where I am because I know that it'll be a fun game to play like next year when it's $5. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is the way to go. There's a lot oh, no, of what games. What do you think, that... Alex? You haven't piped up at all. He's busy playing Destiny 2. <laughs> um, it's almost like... <laughs> oh my god. I've literally it's just been switching colors on the character creation this entire time. Wow. Um, <laughs> like I, your thoughts. I think that if this mm-hmm. had been... Just pick blue and move on! In the first mm-hmm. game... Right, like if like if you had mm-hmm. finished the first game, and then just like yeah. this kept on running into this, I almost wouldn't have noticed. Like it feel it feels exactly the same. Yeah, how do you like, like the way the, the only slight differences are the, just you can only like have one the of the attributes set up a active bit. at a time thing. That's I'm not right. a big fan. 
I am. A... No, it's, it's all right. <laughs> I actually my favorite part Alex, about this shut game up. is stop the talking right now. <laughs> I actually like this too, like, don't you? I a lot of times when I <laughs> like a lot of times when I start up that game, oh I like gosh. forget that there's missions for me to go do. I actually, just go hunt that's Captain exactly what I do. I have not loot, done any of the figure main out, like, what sick loot I get. I just oh I've literally been doing captains. The you most you're gonna get out of this game is interacting with the captains and like having a thing with like a captain. Like I had one where a captain killed me, like I said, like five times, and then I shamed him, and I've gotten him down to like level six or something by shaming him, and he was like thirty-five to start or something. Wow! So I'm gonna break him and then make him my bodyguard, and then I'm gonna raise him back all the way through the ranks. You are this just that kind so of malicious. Thing, I think that is kind of thing is like the most fun you can have in that game is like using the nemesis system, system in that way. Oh, I had one dude that I killed and then he came back as the maggot guy. Like he Kept said, alive. That, he said that maggots yeah. crawled into his body that as he was gross. dying and like basically revived, like kept him alive <laughs> and he came back and I killed him again and then he came back again. And then the third time I killed him in his like little <laughs> death scene, he was like, please finish me off for real this time. Don't let the maggots bring right. me back. They, they he like literally told me not to let the maggots bring him back. I was like, oh no. You kill them. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like if they that's the only need... way to get them to not come back, we need to be able to do it if we want. They also need to give you an option to skip commentary. Uh, yeah, they do. That's another problem in that, that game. Should be is, skippable. Man, Ranger. every time you meet the same guy after he's killed you, he's yeah, exactly that. <laughs> Ranger, and then like Spice forty-five seconds later, after he's done telling you about how he brought up the orcs and he's gonna be the one that finishes you off, you're like, all right, okay. I okay. despise in the first one the amount of times that every time that you see I a captain, they like start chanting his name for ten seconds before you can <laughs> even do anything. <laughs> And then you finally get to fight him, and then he does that exact cutscene. Like, oh, oh my wow. god, I hate that. <laughs> it's just those really long confusing. Things they did lead up to a good moment for me, where I had been having have those you you ever... close-up ones where you're like crossing swords with him, and you're like right in his face. Mm -hmm. Well, I had one, and it started, and then the captain just didn't say anything. Yeah, he just <laughs> breathed like on my face, like made the sounds of breathing <laughs> for like. For like 30 seconds straight, just nothing. And then we Hot. just separated, starting fighting. It was so weird. It was so surreal. Have you, okay, have you ever like found a captain, snuck up on him, did a bunch of damage, and then like kept on doing damage to him for a long enough period yeah. that he like couldn't do anything about it? And then right as he's about to die, he's like, Ranger! <laughs> yep. And then he stops, and he does his whole commentary, uh, and then you like slash him once right after he finishes, and he just dies. The worst is this you game die design. in a mission so where Captain talks to you, and then he talks to you every single time, and you keep dying because it's yeah. difficult, yeah. and he keeps talking to you. Ugh. I've also had it where like, I've done a bunch of damage to a dude, and then he finally talks to me. And he does this whole speech, and then he comes out of it. I hit him one more time, and then he Amazing. goes back into another speech about how he's going to run away. Well, I guess uh, as we I'm play like, some more, just we'll, we'll definitely me. get to see if the game changes at all. Um, Spice Marines! <laughs> <laughs> uh, another game we've all been playing, or at least several of us have been playing recently, for some reason we decided to jump back in, uh, has been Ghost Recon Wildlands, because they added a, a PvP recently. Uh, what do they call that? The PvP? Ghost, Ghost War. The Division. Okay. They call it the division. 
When did no, this update exactly. come out? Do you, does anybody know? Um, actually, not too long. It came out uh, this month. Hmm. Um, nice. But uh, Wildlands, which we all played for approximately two days, and I don't mean <laughs> in terms of hours. I mean literally two days, just in the evening, playing a couple of couple of missions of Wildlands. Um, has I don't know in some attention again. I don't know how much attention, but the new PvP is actually quite fun. It's just a 4v4 on a small map um, with no real objective other than killing the other enemy team. And uh, there's a lot what of a classes. I know, right, Frank? Right? <laughs> right? Uh, there are definitely some broken things about it, uh, but I think they're doing a good job of making updates so far. Um, they've already nerfed a couple things in the game. Just Ooh, waiting they, on them have to... they nerfed medic since last night? No, that's what I was going to say. I'm waiting on them to nerf the medic because the medic's a little broken. <laughs> but, medic uh, broken? I think one of the coolest things about it is none of the games we have played have been the same as the last game. Um, we have played against different styles of teams. Even when I've been playing solos, it's been something where I've played on a team where everybody literally just rushed. All eight people rushed the center. Which you is like a gun this battle. game enough to play solo? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because I wanted to see what it was like playing not with the three of you. Right. Wow. I guess, I guess it's worse. <laughs> it's just different. Like I said, I, I've played with people who you they prefer all camp us. at the very, very back. And it's like the most boring game ever. We've played with people who rush the center and it's a gun battle and every, every round is over in like 45 seconds. Um, and then we played against stupid, stupid, stupid strategies. <laughs> oh, are you talking about the drone? I've heard yeah, about the this medic. drone. Drone is so broken. The medic drone. <laughs> wait, God. wait. So they just use the medic drone to spot you guys or something? No. no. They oh, use... were you not there for that? He wasn't no. there. You weren't there for this that. This one dude wow. plays as Lucky the medic. You. He sits in the back of the map. He uses the medic right at the very beginning to spot you. But then oh, man. he just sits in the back of the map and hides and does nothing all game. And then when one of his teammates goes down, he just tosses up the medic drone, goes and revives him, and then just stays in a spot. So it's literally wow. 4v3 with one dude just reviving people every 45 seconds. And we don't really have any classes to deal with them. It's an instant revive whenever the, like, when the, when the they drone's They get revived so fast. Yeah, it's an inst instantaneous revive. It's ridiculous. Like, somebody goes down, they're back up within... One time, within, somebody went like, down. By the time he gets the drone up in the air, yeah, it's, it's the like 15 seconds the they're back in the they game. They had gotten rezzed, I was being shot at by the person that got rezzed. You guys needed ridiculous. me in that game, because I'm a god at shooting down drones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of times so fast. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what you need to do is immediately shoot down, but it's so hard. I don't even care if it's smaller than what a person's revive timer is. I'd be okay with it. But the fact that it's just literally instant is beyond broken. I have to go over to my drone and just like lazily put my hand down on it for like 10 seconds to bring it back to life. What? The drone brings people back to life. Yeah. <laughs> no, like if you did, if you destroyed the drone if instead no, of having it be on the drone like a cool brings people back to you'd life. have to like go out and fix it. Oh. oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that would make it different. That'd be good. I don't know, but the, whoever made the comment the other day about the fact that drone batteries last way longer than they do in that game. My goodness. <laughs> so valid. So uh, a couple other things in video game news. Um, Visceral Games is no more. Uh, the Dead Space guys. The only way I know of them. Do they make other things? Yeah, we're working on the new Star Wars game. I knew that. The new untitled Star Wars game, right? 
quote unquote. We're working Star Wars on the game. new Star Wars game. Uh, got me. I don't know what else I made. Frank? Uh, what, what, what is this idea of Visceral. them pivoting the Star Wars game, though, Alex? Loot boxes. They put out a statement that, like, they meaning EA, EA put out a statement saying they were closing Visceral and they were handing the Star Wars game off to a different team. They didn't even say what team. And they said that it was going to pivot. Uh, basically, they said that looking at market trends, um, sto- like single player story based okay. games are not that popular anymore. And they are not something that people will play for a long period of time. So they wanted oh, to so get to a bunch of money from game games. that people That's will right. come back to. You want to know why like games that like it keep you coming back last is because there's only so many of them. If all the games <laughs> become that way, like those are the games that you go and play I mean, while you're while you're waiting for like the next like big sort of single player game that you're looking forward to to come out, a la Horizon Zero Dawn. I would also say that it depends on how you treat the game and how much time and effort you put into it. Just because if you look at things like um, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild still has me going back and playing things and discovering things in it. And yes, the development time for that game is a lot longer, but that's also because they're not pumping out a new Zelda game every year. They're doing it like every five. So that way they can put the right amount of time into a game like that. And I think that's where, you know, Star Wars and things like that go wrong is because, okay, we've got another Assassin's Creed. We've got another Call of Duty. Okay, cool. You've guys spent, what, a year, maybe two working on these things and not the amount of time that you've needed to put into it to make us come back. I mean, like, okay, so how are the how are the loot crates in Breath of the Wild, though? (laughs) <laughs> hey, there's paid DLC in Breath of the Wild. I'm just saying. Case closed! <laughs> <laughs> there is, yeah. Right. But that's not the point of it's why like, he's going like back. He's not paying st- more money into that game all the time. He's just... But that's also, like, what type of game it's it is. Open, it's, like, a it's really good, world, like, adventure game. long but... game that has a lot of content to explore. That's, like... Yeah. Think, I'm I'm thinking of something like Uncharted, which is, by all accounts, this Star Wars game was a Star Wars Uncharted style game, where you play through Uncharted. It's like you know a 12 hour story or whatever. Uh, the fourth one was a little longer; it was like 16 or 18, something like that. But after you complete that campaign, I mean, they had like we some competitive multiplayer thing, but that's not ever what you go to that game for. And is this like a yeah, but you're kind of done with that, you know. And there's they're not played, selling like um, tons of stuff you for you to come back to it and all this stuff like Uncharted, that. Uncharted, thank you. Is this like Tomb Raider games? Yes. Yeah. Uncharted. Okay. What it, or like you know, literally any yeah, single so like player game. A game with a single player, like it's uh, kind of like open world, like yeah. any single player game. Yeah. If Halo, played, if Halo wasn't a huge multiplayer game, like if you just world, played the I, Halo I, I, campaign, also just talking about linear games, just single player like linear just games, any or single wow. player linear game. EA is literally the devil. Linear single, li- linear single player games. They're not, <laughs> yeah. 
I like they that. They suck. They, no, they're trying to like, kill them off so. now. Like, pretty much every time I see EA just, like, glooming around when we go to PAX and shit, I was like, I don't want to go over there. You I, remember? Don't, I don't need to know the broken dreams that you've built your company on. Yeah. You remember when their uh, slogan was, challenge everything? <laughs> Can we challenge now, them? Yeah, now it's just, challenge your wallet. What about what about EA Sports? It's in it's the, the game. It's in the game. So like, it's in the game. Yeah. Except for these loot crates. <laughs> no, if you play the DLC, it's in the game. <laughs> Welcome uh... to NASCAR 2017. <laughs> you need to buy. You can take <laughs> this piece of shit so, fucking uh... John Deere lawnmower, but if you want some sweet ass fucking Toyota supercharged V8 engine, that'll be $4.99 a month. <laughs> So the uh, the going rumor now is that oh, they've pivoted from an Uncharted gosh. style Star Wars game to a Destiny style uh, Star yeah. Wars game, which Man, they're already making Anthem. Be... No, this it does. So they're making game. two of those now. No, it doesn't. People really enjoy. That's right. Not everything has to be a game as a service. People really enjoy. Not everything has to be game as a service. I mean, think about. I'm playing what, Tacoma what, right now. What would happen if this was like this was like ten years ago and they were like. Yeah, we don't need single player games anymore. It. And then Bioshock didn't come out. Yeah, no kidding. Spec off I mean, the line. Who wouldn't want to play Bioshock besides you, yeah, Alex. Right, Bioshock's a perfect example. <laughs> you know, I, mean, <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> I like that game. Uh, while we're, while we're on the topic of, of uh, game developing, I was just thinking about how quick of a medium video games are uh, compared to other ones and i mean that in adaptability yeah. because when like something groundbreaking happens in a video game like someone designs something super cool that gets picked up relatively quickly by other games that are uh either in development or starting development or starting to be thought about and it's... you'll see that taken by a video game in like two maybe three years uh, after the release, whereas video ga- whereas uh, movies or like books, that's a lot longer of a span. I think that also has to do with originality, though. I mean, in in video games, I don't think you have right. to you have to be original in the content that you're creating. I think people will buy things because of the experience. Whereas in a TV show, my experience is still sitting and watching something. So. If the content's not original, if it's repeated from something else that's already been created, I'm going to be a lot less interested in watching that than I would if it was playing through it. Now, I get that like, there's some things that are like, if this is in the same sci-fi... Like, if they come out with another TV show that's very similar to um, Firefly, I'd probably watch it. Dark oh my Matter. God. Yeah, but, I was going to say Dark Matter. <laughs> or, well, yeah, I'd probably watch that. It's not as good. Um, but Clearly. It's from the guys who made Stargate. I know, I know, I know, I know, but it's just not as good. But my point is, I think the adaptability, what you're saying is, I think it's specifically because people will play content if it was something fun that they experienced before, even if it's not original. I think Darksiders is probably the greatest example of that. Darksiders? Never played. It is like, yeah, it's just Legend of Zelda meets like God of War combat. I mean, even even like genres, really, because yeah. like yeah, how many how many ways can you change well, I mean, you how could, you shoot a you gun? Could make it a lot more accurate. 
make a really really good video game you know like um what's that game that came out arma 3 yeah (laughs) arma 3 Going back to what Owen said about replication, though, like he said, <laughs> within like yeah. two years, well, think I about mean, it, PUBG it, and also then just Fortnite Battle that Royale. Like, That's like a couple months. Zelda games have done that weren't picked up immediately after. They're like, you know, people were like, oh, hey, this is a cool mechanic. And it wasn't just like, oh, hey, four months later, things have happened. Sometimes it does take some time. Well, but I yeah, also... you are right. Sometimes it does happen a fuck done faster. Right. I mean, look at how every single. I'm every just saying single, it can uh, it can happen so much more quickly. Game now has ranks and unlockables. Look at how every single game has loot crates now. I mean, when did the first loot, loot crates loot yeah, crates come out? Who I mean, who started that? Was that GTA? Like, no, I think it was popularized by like. Mm. Yeah. No, like, CSGO, you did it bro. Recently, Overwatch. I think it's become popular oh, yeah. because yeah. of CSGO Overwatch and TF2. CSGO, yeah. That's right. Yeah, TF2, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I agree. Dota, I think, but, I think uh, I mean, just what Alex was saying, it's it, sometimes it can be even quicker than than like a long um, return. People just pick up on that stuff. They're like, all right, well, people are buying this. I mean, um, PUBG is, was for a time uh, the most played, active user played game on Steam. I think they're back under Dota. It still is? Really? No, it's, it's well above it still. It still is. Yeah. It's funny. I yeah, it. it's it's crazy. They keep on breaking. I mean, their if own you're records. making that much money off of content and you're another developer, and you're like, "Gosh, why didn't we think of that?" Well, there's no patent on it. Why don't you just go make it? They're uh, their record wow, for most concurrent so the, the players is now about, like a million more like, than Dota. I think Plano was. was actually trying to take Fortnite to court or something. I don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. They made um, a legal threat. Yeah. Okay. But the thing is, is it's a game letter. mode. It's not like it's not like they're taking the game of Player Unknowns and then just recreating it and then like sending it out. It's a game mode. It's like Team Deathmatch. If somebody another game had Team Deathmatch and they were just like, "Hey, let's uh let's make a Team Deathmatch in ours." And then the game that originally came out Team Deathmatch was like, "Bro, like we're going to take you to court over that." It's like, "No, you're stupid." You know, the, the like, Gears of War has dodgeball, which is almost like um Wildlands where it's Whenever you like, it's it's like the four v four, and it can turn back into a a three v four, and then it can turn back into a one v four, but then it can quickly turn back into a four v four. Like, it's it's team deathmatch, but then there's a dodgeball element to it because you can always get your teammates back. I think I think the the sort of way that Blue Hole sees it in the sinister nature is the fact that <clears throat> Epic are the people that develop the Unreal Engine. Right. Where in which they have a lot of close communication and like issues that they're having with development inside the engine. So they're basically coming in and being like, hey, we have like this issue with coding and to where, uh, you know, I can't, I haven't been able to get vaulting out yet. We're working on it. Here's the issues that we're having. And Unreal's like, okay, cool. Yeah, we can like help you out with that. Just, you know, <laughs> keep us in on your progress. That way, you know, we can stay communicated. And they're basically just letting Blue, Hell, Blue Hole, like, s- trudge through the frontier. And then they just kind of come. I think that's how they were able to develop the Fortnite thing so quickly. It was because they were f- familiar with a lot of, like, the infrastructure problems. Hmm. The, um, Interesting. Yeah. The... the 
I, I think content wise though um what we keep coming back to is um the sort of single player aspect i think there's still room for that in in the market i don't I have no idea why they're other than just trying to make money um yeah, player going to that. single player yeah no no <laughs> yeah just play yeah, on single player you know what's funny is there's been rumors about it Oh, I really hope they don't do that. <laughs> and then it'll come out and people will be like, oh my god, how has nobody made a super hyper-realistic How'd that even fucking run? shooter? Frank will be screaming on I'll be sitting podcast. there and just be like... Frank <laughs> <laughs> will just be like... <laughs> yeah. I, I'm looking at top games by current players on Steam right now. <laughs> Uh, PUBG's at the top, of course. What's really interesting what? has nothing to do with yeah. what we're talking about, but what? number 10, <laughs> Sid Meier's Civilization V. <laughs> the sequel to that, C- number six, has been out for a year. It's because, like, no, and number five is still in the like, top ten. like wine. They just get better over time. <laughs> well, Friggin also, I've heard oh. that there's a lot of uh, issues with the multiplayer of six still. Like, mm-hmm. they, there's a bunch of uh, easy exploits that, you know, like, make it easy to beat people in multiplayer. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah it's called genocide. <laughs> and because of that, uh, people are still playing 5 because it's more of a polished uh, multiplayer experience with you and yeah, your friends. I heard that the religion aspect of the game was, was broken in some capacity in playing multiplayer. Alex, you know what's upsetting to me about this list? The freaking paladins is number 12. Paladins. Freaking 1.1 million people playing that game. Paladins. That is just stupid. Yeah, a whole bunch of people <laughs> playing Overwatch <laughs> on a budget. It's all oh the people gosh. that can afford Overwatch. Hey, so let's play Overwatch. Paladins. Paladins. Yeah, speaking of Overwatch, not of Overwatch, Paladins. Uh, and also Pokemon Go, they're having their Halloween events right now. Wait, hold on. What? He was just segueing in Pokemon Go. We didn't actually talk about it, Chad. Don't worry, you're oh, not behind. Okay. <laughs> oh, Pokemon Global Offensive? Just, just segue. Yeah. Did you just say Pokemon o- Overwatch <laughs> and Pokemon Go are both having their Halloween events. Uh, Overwatch offensive. has some new skins. It's the same spooky event as last year. Uh, they added a endless wave mode to the oh. Junkenstein uh, PvE thing, which is fun. I've been playing that with uh, Jake and Caleb and Kevin a bit. Um, Caleb. <laughs> oh, I did one match with you, Caleb. Nope. Uh, I have nope. not played a single match. Okay. Well, <laughs> Ke- Kevin Bacon? Too busy Caleb doesn't yeah, love Kevin anything. Bacon. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing. Check out the new skins for Overwatch and Pokemon Go has uh Pikachu skins with uh witch hats on them and also the first couple Gen 3 Pokemon. So oh, that's awesome. What what? Easy there, Frank. <laughs> I feel like all of you guys are just not going to listen because of how often (laughs) Frank's mic has clipped this episode. (laughs) I'll normalize it. Don't worry. Um, Speaking of just game release stuff. Normalize me, uh, Captain. Just to kind of wrap this up. Oh my god, Friday. Um, Friday! Yeah, Friday, you know, uh, the fall is just normally known to be a really good game release season. Rocktober, dude. Some things are great that are coming out. They came out in October. They came out in late September. Infinity Original Sin, Destiny, uh, Shadow of War. This Friday, we have three games coming out. Wolfenstein 2, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, which, man, I don't know how people are still excited about Assassin's Creed. No offense. Are, are okay, actually, what? the new Origins looks, the new one looks slightly interesting. 
Slightly, we, oh, what, wow. wasn't, it, wasn't it just like Man. a couple weeks ago where somebody somebody was like the arrows don't make any sense? The okay, is the that stupidest is thing. Correct. Let me just guide this arrow. Yeah, they're guided this... rockets, but as arrows, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. Super sense. Uh and then of course Owen Super, Super Mario, Mario Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, it's all arriving on Friday the twenty seventh. Uh, other Man, things arriving this September on... and October has been nuts. It's been, it's been kind of crazy for gaming. Uh, this entire year has been insane for you. It's true. It's true. Additionally, on the 27th, which I am probably more excited about, oh, Stranger yeah. Things 2 is coming out. Oh, yeah. I'm super excited. Which, uh, yeah, if you... Has everybody in here watched Stranger Things? Please tell me yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Whew. I was going to be real upset. I said um, nope. Yep. You yeah, said, Chad said nope. No. Chad! Nope. What are you doing, dude? How have you nah, not really. watched Stranger Things? You should watch that. I don't. I don't do Good that stuff. whole. Okay, so here's it. the deal. I don't do that whole watching stuff often. But when I do, it's for like the arrow um, porn. No, no, no. It's <laughs> what is what is it? What is it? What is it called? It's called a uh, pornography. Watch? No, no, that's not yes. it. Um, what do we call oh, it? I, I sympathy watch pornography. Pity watch. Pity watch. Yes, yeah. it, it's I pity watch Arrow. No. Pity, pity watch. Uh, I I watch Game of Thrones and Walking Dead because I really like Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. Oh. That's like the only things I watch. Chad. Oh, I love Walking Thrones and Game of Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I I will encourage you to watch Stranger Things. It is worth watching. Oh, man. It, I mean, it's just worth quitting watching The Arrow, really. I mean, you don't even have to watch Stranger Things. If you just stop watching The Arrow, I'd be happy. Hang on. Game of Dead is also a really apt name for Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's, that's actually good, yeah. <laughs> well, regardless, Stranger Things 2 comes out, nice. uh, arrives uh, 1027. So super, super duper excited about that. Um, other things in film that uh, I think a couple of us have been to see, at least Alex has been to see Blade Runner. Um... In the news this week, Blade Runner, uh, Warner Brothers is actually pulling it from theaters because of its low box office performance, which is kind of interesting. And Alex, you said you were the only person out of the people you went with who liked it, right? Oh. Caitlin also liked it. She informed me. Um, but yeah, a general consensus of now let me ask you my this. parents and... Chad who had seen the original Blade Runner before time. you guys went and saw it? I think was that just movie you? is incredible. But well, she also thought it was an action film. So uh, my yeah. mom had Blade Runner's balls to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if my dad ever did. No, I haven't. I've been meaning to. We have you seen the new one, Frank? That's good. It does does it have okay. It has similar a similar music. pacing to the first, which I think is is. Uh, dude, it was like how can you super not remember the music in the first one? I don't great. remember the music in the first one, but it was like well, sci-fi the music noir. in the first one is incredible. I remember the music in the new one because it's incredible. Um, the pacing it was I think, driving everybody off future. because they expected an action movie, and it's not. Uh, it was, it was future fast <laughs> paced. You know, Danny. That calls it Future Drive because Drive, if you remember correctly, had trailers that made it Freaking look like it was going to be Fast that and that Furious. Did you not like it? Turned drive out to be Chad? like a really plotting, nah. brutal <laughs> kind of drama. And it also nah, had see, Ryan Gosling see, playing a very similar character where he's just kind of oh, brooding and quiet. Oh, man, the Drive was so good. 
gosh, the cinematography, the character development. Excuse yeah. me, cinematography? Baby Driver. What? I'm not Just saying Baby Driver that? had bad cinematography. I'm saying the drive. No, yeah. there's not. Drive there's is one. a fantastic film. There's room for two different movies in this place. Drive is such a good movie. There goes the clipping again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. and you agree Drive is good? What do you, uh, the Have movie you seen in Blade Runner, the new one? Uh, yeah, I mean, what I thought think? it was good. I, th- I thought it was uh, yeah. well done cinematography. I wouldn't say it's the best. It is, however, I would say, extremely well done set design. The shots themselves weren't always amazing, but the sets mm, that yeah. they put those shots in, like the um, the waves and the city, like when they're on that be- that little beach thing. Oh my god! I know I'm going to see that referenced everywhere. Yeah, like I know that that will be a like just oded to in other movies coming in the future. Is that just because because you love retro punk and anything that's lit with neon pink and blue? Uh, I do love all of that, but no, I think <laughs> I mean one of the best uh, one of the best sets in that entire thing is the outside of uh, one of the buildings and that's snowing while it's happening, and there's no neon. It's not retro punk. It's literally just snow and concrete, and yeah. yet it's breathtaking. You know, I think that's one of the things that uh, Denis Villeneuve said about his. Like they, yep. he, because he's like out defending it right now. Warner Brothers is pulling it from the theaters, and he's saying, you know, one of the reasons that they thought think it failed at the box office is because it revealed yeah. literally zero in the plot. And they went back and they looked at the metrics of people who bought tickets. Most of those ticket buyers were twenty five and up, which like doesn't hit the normal movie or the uh, age of moviegoers right now. So they missed like a huge swath of what they expected to go to the movie. I mean, um, I would disagree in the fact that they showed that Harrison Ford's in that movie. <laughs> I, I would think that the movie was made by a director that was right. making it for the people that saw bl- the first Blade Runner. And well, these... or he was making it to honor the idea of what that Blade Runner was and not just to make a film that fits in with, you know, what, what people would expect to be Blade Runner, some action. Yeah. And I, I think that's I think the studio wanted some action packed thing, and that's just not what it was. And also, uh, the director for that, the fact that he mastered the way that the first Blade Runner looked and was made so well, like I could not tell that that was a separate director from the first to the second one. I, I wouldn't have known uh, except for the fact that the name's on the poster. Like all the yeah. crazy stuff he's doing and with it's, lighting, it's so well done, and, how and that's why it, like, I completely matches up with that, the like, first movie. We need him on Star Wars because <laughs> he can just match some crazy good stuff that like Lucas did and do it better. <laughs> no, you need to. You need. He, he can be yeah, young that, Lucas. Need that Erwin Kirshner. <laughs> not yeah. old, not old Lucas, but young Lucas. Don't need that Lucas. Uh yeah, but what Frank said earlier, I really, really wish that kind of like Harrison Ford like Matt a Damon secret. was a secret like inception kept in, top uh, secret. He's not in this movie. Yeah, because yeah, pretty much. He, 
like Harrison Ford is not in that movie until like the very end kind of, or like at least like the last, like what, 45 minutes or something. Uh, you go through like several hours of crap with that before he shows oh, up. It would have been so amazing. Me up 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 at the end and be like, <laughs> Holy crap. Get off my He's in plane. this movie. Um, in terms of uh, plot <laughs> reveal, though, did the trailer do a good job of preventing that? Have you watched the trailer since then? So I didn't watch that. Uh, okay, the trailer. Watch I watched the teaser me. back way back when that not, came out. Not literally right this minute. I have not. But I mean. <laughs> um, Owen, did you watch uh, the Blackout yeah, 2022? Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Especially. Okay. Yeah. No, I watched all of the, the side movies, all three of them. I thought that was, I, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet. I haven't seen 2049 yet, but I feel like they, he, they did a really good job of setting up where this is going. I know nothing about the movie, but just watching the initial Blackout 2022 gives me a, a I felt like it gave me a really rounded idea of what, where they're headed, essentially. Yeah. The, they like yeah. keep referencing the Blackout like my, in the new movie. My dad and I would have been like, what the heck? So he was just like, see that. <laughs> Well, was like, what are they that, talking that about? Blackout crap. stuff, and I was like, "Oh no, it's it's this this." And I had to like explain to him what all of that stuff was because it was basically just like cut out scenes of the movie, right? So, um, on top of Blade Runner twenty forty nine being pulled out of theaters quickly, uh, other movies been pulled out. Also, uh, Flatliners. Flatliners what? got pulled out two weeks, uh, or two maybe one week. When did Flatliners came? Yeah, like two weeks ago. I don't oh, like know what that movie pulled. is. It's the one about oh god, what's her face? Who did they model the girl from Last of Us off of? Um, Ellen Page. Yeah, it's the Ellen Page movie where she dies and or oh, she yeah. and a bunch of other doctors are in like a death cult where they like kill themselves to be resurrected to get like a high off of coming back to life. Yeah. Mm. Well, what to like medically kill themselves. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a weird ass like, movie. Revive yeah. themselves. It's a re- it's a remake. Um, but there's yeah, a, like, there's one that, that came happened, out in like the '90s or something. There's like that. another one that also got pulled recently. Oh, uh, American Same situation. Oh, really? I yeah. did not know that was pulled early. Huh? And, and it's already being pulled. in same thing, you know, it's been out for like two weeks. Uh, so Hollywood's doing a lot of that now. They're realizing they're like, hey. Leaving this in theaters costs us money, and if it's not going to do well the first week or two, then we got to pull it out. Hey, it's interesting because movie all theaters three... is a failing business, guys. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think it's like it makes sense from a business movie pass. Yeah, I, I think it makes sense uh, in a business standpoint of like, hey, let's not keep it there forever because it's not going to garnish us a lot more money than what we think it's going to. But at the same time, like. If I'm busy, like, let's say I'm out of the country for, like, two weeks, and then I come back and, like, Blade Runner's already been pulled, that's really depressing. Like, you do need to give people time to see stuff. No, you just you just gotta track down a guy with a really, really waxy mustache and some flannel, and he's like, oh, yeah, you should totally come to, like, my home cinema, where, like, we play tons of old movies. We have this new, sweet uh, Blade Runner 2049 copy. It's mint. You know a guy like that, Frank? He's asking. Anecdotal. Yeah. Just go um, to Paris. 
<laughs> they're all like that i'll get right on that and then that'll be my two weeks that i'm out of the country with no not just... out of the country dude paris maine oh <laughs> i thought you meant paris texas <laughs> no fuck no Maybe. oh <laughs> what uh, go to china <laughs> other movies that have been released recently alex you, you and saw kings in the golden circle what was it oh is that the new kingsman movie no it's not golden circle oh. They're Colin Firth in it again, right? Really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's another thing that I wish they would not have revealed. Because he's not in it for a good while. Yeah, and then when like he does pop eye, up in right? it, it's like, holy crap. Yep. Because he literally gets shot in the head in the first movie. Through the eye. So bringing him back in the second one would have been a huge reveal, and yep. that would have been so cool. But yeah, because no, that really right there brings in the, in the twenty-five and under place. people. Fucking Colin <laughs> Firsters all over everything. Oh my god, it's so hot. <laughs> um, it got reviewed way worse than the first movie, but I still enjoyed it just as much. I think it's like Kingsman was reviewed It's got the same so sort of style. It, just, it, it was a um, surprise. Yeah. Uh, I, the the action sequences with like zero shaky cam and like super cool camera mov- movements and no no more dark choreography. Rooms, fucking shake <laughs> that camera just, like great. Michael J. Awesome. Fox. <laughs> wow! Oh, wow! Nice. Man, did we just ooh, did we pretty, just ooh. did we just go there? That's pretty rough, man. Can, Somebody, can we go back? Good. I would like to. <laughs> Yeah, Fox, Jamie Fox, Baby Driver. Here we get, we're going. Ableist Frank. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. Did you just find <laughs> words that rhymed that fit other things so you can no, change I said concepts? Fox. No, Jamie Fox. Fox. Jamie Fox. Jamie I could have sworn you went like box, box, Fox. No. Jamie Fox, it's Baby not. Driver. Yeah, because those rhyme. Baby Fox, Fox, Baby Fox Driver. Fox, dude. Those Fox, rhyme real baby. well. No. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Frank. Thank you. Uh so I. It got re- who who directed that. Oh, it was Matthew Vaughn. That's who did it. Never mind. Yeah, Matthew that's who Perry. <laughs> Matthew Perry. <laughs> Whoa. The new one or and the that, original? My, that movie, my oh. mom says, is like her favorite movie. Oh, oh I know. Yeah, like 572,000 times. But she goes I mean, through like phases where she after, has after different after you, movies. I was going to say, after you watch Pacific Rim, but like Rim right now, this is her favorite movie. Your favorite movie anymore. I love Specific Rim. Specific <laughs> Oh man, I gotta go watch the first. I one showed now. her a Pacific yeah. Rim two trailer, and she was like, "Oh gosh." Um, so excited. Other things I, I wanted to mention. I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but in case you guys didn't hear me or weren't here or didn't listen to this podcast, if you're listening now, Resident Evil movies are being rebooted. All of them. Whoa. Wonderful. Yeah. Wait, yep. what? Sign me the fuck up. All of them. <laughs> Did did they know Get, the originals that already came out didn't do too well in the box office to begin with? <laughs> I actually like yeah. the first one, not gonna lie. Um it's made them a ton of money. Like a ton. And I really? think that's why yeah, yep. Um I mean they, I enjoyed them, don't get me wrong. The what's I interesting about this is a lot they, of people are in the same boat as you, Chad. <laughs> a lot of people. The film series has box office one point two billion dollars. No way. Yeah, it's 
Stem worldwide releases, dog. I, I mean, that was like a pity watch for me. Like I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I knew, I knew the quality of those movies, but I watched them anyways. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah, they're releasing. Re, re, they're redoing all of them, all seven, six, seven, six. What, what, six what do you mean? What do you mean by redo? Yeah, are um, they, are they literally just redoing every single one, or are they just rebooting the franchise? Are, are and they going to have thing? a different like song section in Jabba's palace? <laughs> like <laughs> the same uh, Shot for shot no, recreation. What I, what I had read movies. the other day was that the, the same, um, I think what they're called, produce, not not producer, what the, what's the word I'm looking for? Director? No, the... <laughs> Thanks, just keep writer. spouting them, yeah. No, the, the, the content producer. <laughs> Cap. I'm just going to sit here until you guys get it. Writer. Editor. <laughs> Destiny 2. Mila Destiny Jovovich. 2, that's what it is. Grip. That's what it is. No, oh, it's the same studio. That's what I was looking for. The same ah, studio is doing dude, all of the movies, but again. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, they made $1.2 billion. Wouldn't oh, you? Yeah. Wouldn't you? But again, yeah, nice. Frank, you sense. could make one, one point, wait, how much? $1.2 billion. $1.2 billion, and then just do the same thing again and get and another, another $1.2 billion. billion. Dude, it's simple wow grinding, man. No. <laughs> Sure, I'm sure they will. Yeah, They'll still yeah, be called okay. out. Probably, they they already probably change a little bit, so they can't be called out. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, well, the well, cult what class of our series? The marketer was I like, guess, "All right, here's yeah. what we do: we're gonna recreate them, right?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." When we get called out on that, we say we're gonna do it to where they can't call us out on it. Here's <gasps> where the here's Jesus. where the shitty thing is: if this succeeds. We are gonna see this happen everywhere. Fucking redoing Fast Furious. Redoing oh my gosh, fucking, all the yeah, Fast movies. You, you fucking name it. Let's redo the Twilight Saga. Let's go. <laughs> fucking. What if they did? If they redid the Fast and the Furious series, and then when they got up to the point where Brian dies, that timeline doesn't die. Oh so then, my gosh. after that, oh, the timeline can wow. split. There and is he can, too like, much continue time to, travel like, timeline splitting. Alternate reality with the crew. content As created right now. <laughs> Yo, spe spe speaking of which, Yo, wait, where, wait. where's my remake of Timeline featuring Paul Walker? Oh, Timeline. Oh, Timeline. That was, the, that was the medieval one, right? Yeah, yeah dude. Oh, with yeah, man. Gerard Butler. Oh, my gosh, it did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gerard Butler. I like that. He had his ear cut off. Yes, he did. Hey, That's hey. a good movie. I can't yeah. hear anything. Good content. Good content. Oh no! Now I can't hear how <laughs> sexy I am anymore. Where's Travis when he's going to talk about end time? All right. Mm. Um, Travis enter channel. <laughs> that would have been insane. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, other things. Uh, I mean, we had a couple things on here about board games. I wanted to let you know that, of course, Resident Evil Two, the board game, kickstarted funded. Their entire 150,000 pounds in one hour. Um, yeah. Can you, can you transfer that to American dollars, please? Um, I'm just can you transfer that? Like it's close to 200,000 or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit about okay. 200,000. What's that in kilograms? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, what's that in miles? It depends that on what, what the currency is being provided in. If it is, uh, you know, actual Notes. paper bills <laughs> or if it's in coinage. You know, maybe it's, it's a big, big check. Maybe it's one Bitcoins. Check. I want to know the weight in, in bitcoins. The weight Why is it called bitcoins? pounds? I don't even know how you would calculate the weight 
in bitcoins. How much? With almost empty storage and full storage, zero. there is a difference. <laughs> yeah, you just have mm. to calculate how much like data weighs with like uh, a hard drive. And then, and then see so, how much you can fit on a hard drive. Get a one terabyte hard drive, and then get another one terabyte hard drive, and just fill it up with Bitcoin. Yeah, and then, but then, and then you'd just weigh them. You'd have to have yeah. a standardized fill hard drive, flat, like a specific that's the hard drive that you use. File format, because different hard drives are going to have different weights associated with them. This is true. No, I'm saying it would be the exact same hard drive. Yeah, you got to have the. You'd have to have the same hard drive, like tons oh, of, of the course, same one. Of course. Oh, why? They what? do have physical wallets for Bitcoin. Oh. Because it's because it's sense. more secure. You take it off the network. Okay. It can't be stolen. Wild West out there. No kidding. Um, I, That's all I had for board games. Did anybody <laughs> have anything else before we... Yeah. What was going on with WPA2, Alex? I have a story. I heard about the WPA2 thing. Yeah, no, I heard about that as well. You skipped my other board game. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm refusing to talk about it. You skipped my board game that's been on there Just since the last podcast, game. so you skipped it then. Okay. Why? <laughs> Why? How was I played it, it too. I don't even want to talk about it that long. I just want to mention I played a game How called was Quantum. Was it good? It's, it's a pretty good game. Yeah, Caleb played it with me and Brendan. It's really good. It's, it's a, a turn-based strategy where you have a squad of ships... It's Wait, pretty fast paced. Your ships are ships. dice, yeah, and they can transform what kind of ship they are on the fly. Because but those, well, their ship you you put dice on the board to reflect it what was they like, are. Because Caleb told me it was like if they actually miniatures had miniatures, how many miniatures? Was this seems how like can a it really be a ship cheap and a dice? miniatures game? Really cheap. It's a lot. But like then you put just a one, dice. Put, and then it's a, it's it's a like dice the on the board as the like ship. You put and a two guy around. It's a miniatures game. You just buy a bunch of dice. No. I mean, at that point, why are all video games just black it. screens? I know. Red and blue squares. <laughs> the reason people. why they're die is because the reason what? why they're die is it's because there are six die? different ships oh that it can be at any given time, and you can reconfigure it into the different six ships at any time. Yeah, so you just flip the die to that number what to signify like, that it is now that like ship. What are like D20s though? Alright, you're being ridiculous. Okay, yeah, first of all, don't really, be ridiculous. Like... Second of all, can you bring that to uh, to Pup? Pup? Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Because that game's really cool. Yeah, I want to try What we're going to play at Pup, uh, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. It's really fun. Like, there's, there's combat in the game and like the number... Um, of your die kind of signifies how strong your ship is because the way combat works is you um, add to your dice roll the number of ship you are. So if you're a one, you're only adding a one. Okay, and then the lowest what? number wins the fight. So if you're a six, it's a really weak ship. Ace wins. So you, if you roll and you roll like a five and, then, and then you have a, a, a six-based ship, you add the six to the number. Now you have eleven. That's your attack value. But the higher the number is, the faster and then your golf, ship also golf moves. score. The what lowest the attack fun. value wins the fight. So a yeah. So it, the movement is also based off of the number it's on the ship. Really so you can have one space actually. as a one ship, but it's, it's really the most powerful. Ship. Is it balanced? Okay, so it is really balanced, even though it's so it randomized. Works, with it ship. works out really well. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, dice rolls. Hmm. Yeah. There's a okay. there's an easy mechanic to that they use to fix that because you want to reroll a ship, you just can't reroll yeah. it into the one that you're rerolling it away from. 
Oh. Which is an easy way that they get past that. Yeah. You get to do several mm -hmm. actions turn a, a turn. Number. One of the actions can be reconfigure a ship if you want. Now, Robo Recon. And you just roll it to change game. it to a different Oh my god. And all the ships have special no, abilities. Uh, it's really cool. You're like Aaron, except crossing actual media now. <laughs> With his descriptions. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, no, you're fine. <laughs> no, you're it was fine. good, Alex. It was good. That's good to yeah. bring it up. It's okay. We that's can that's fine, I'm Alex. Sorry. Whatever you want, buddy. Wherever Two podcasts worth of wanting to talk okay? about that game. I want to talk about it. It's so, okay. The other day, as I was peeing, I thought to myself <laughs> I like where this about, is about our, uh, our a past thoughts? thing that... that yeah, exactly. Uh, so it happened to me when I was younger. I was peeing for a very long time, and I started laughing because I was peeing for so long, which in turn made me pee longer, and it got me upset because I was peeing for so long. And so at the end of the day, I was just mad because of how long I was peeing. Roller coaster. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what, what any of that is there for. Wow. Can we cut whenever, this? Whenever I take a really, a really long leak, I'm, I'm just always amazed because I'm like, I didn't know the human body could contain this much liquid. Right? Okay. <laughs> you want to get some measuring cups down there and see how much it actually was. Can we end this podcast before it gets worse? Yep. Yep, this is a good time. <laughs> well, we didn't talk about Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. Let's I don't, talk about I don't Santa actually Cruz. care about Santa Cruz, really. You you hit some bullet points, buddy. Whatever you need. Let yeah. me let me let me hit bullet points real quick. WPA two crack. W WPA two protection on Wi Fi was broken by a hacker group, and uh, it's less relevant now because Windows has fixed it. Apparently, yeah. the attack targeted the client side and not the network itself. So it can be patched out. So it's not as much of an issue as it was when I actually put it on the list. But mm -hmm. um, interesting because WPA2 has been like rock solid for a long time. Um, Oculus announced a couple things a while ago, I guess. They announced the Oculus Go, which is a standalone headset that is free from any cables or anything like that. Um, they said power levels are somewhere waited. between phone and PC. Um, but it doesn't. It doesn't have Never positional mind. tracking. It's like it doesn't Samsung, have uh, Samsung one. controllers yeah, or anything okay. like that. It's kind of like if you okay. had but using a phone, uh, VR. Yeah, a Gear VR. Um, that's actually pretty cool, though. And that's like yeah, it's, it's cool. like two hundred bucks for that. Uh, I think that's out now or very soon. Uh, they also announced their next uh, code name project, uh, Oculus Santa Cruz. Which is going to be another standalone headset, no wires, no computer, um, but it has a bunch of cameras facing out from the headset That's on it, cool. and it can track itself in space, and it can yeah, track controllers in space. All Speaking all from of the headset itself and other cool stuff, you run uh, again out for tracking. people that it's are crazy. in the DMV area. Uh, there's this thing called Arctic House. Down yeah. in DC, I just went there uh, over the weekend for their new installation. Oh, how is it? I want to go. It's so cool because, first of all, for those that don't know, it's basically this giant wall that is a tree with leaves, and all of the leaves are. I thought it was a wall. But all of the leaves are um, made by people that like draw them, so you can go draw one, and it can scan in, and then it'll be placed onto uh, the tree somewhere, and the leaves are falling. 
and uh one of the sides of the room you can like kick the leaves and basically it feels as if you are walking through them the other side of the room the leaves like basically make a person that mirrors whatever you're doing so you can like yeah which is super neat um and they also had and i think this was the coolest part of it augmented reality cocktails Oh, and yeah, (laughs) what basically can't get drunk off digital technology. (laughs) You you open up their app and you uh, point your phone at uh, the drinks that they make and leaves will fall around uh, your drink because it sees your (laughs) drink and leaves will fall around it. And it's super cool. And um, I highly recommend people check that out because like it just adds another level of an experience of like going out and having like a cool drink um it's a really neat thing of seeing that combined with culinary stuff so i'm kind of like now looking at it going like well what's next are we gonna have like vr meals and like (laughs) ar dining experiences like i'm i'm really excited where this whole like technology and food so what is this called? Just it's just more reason to disconnect from real people. Right. It's it is called Arctic House. Uh, okay, I thought you called it Arctic House, as in like yeah, like Arctic. Yeah, and then I is... thought you were talking about like the thing that they put on for like Christmas season with like the ice house area. And... Mm. But I was really I was really confused for a little bit there. Yeah, I know art. Mm-hmm. Yes, and they are the same around. place that they're doing that another one next month. Talked about previously, that is right? going to be uh, based on uh, like what they said is oil colors. So it's going to be a bunch of like oil blobs that you'll be able to move around and interact with that won't mix. So you'll just have like crazy color collages. And again, they're doing another AR cocktail. So if you don't get a chance to go this month and do the one with cool um, leaves. You will be able to do one next month where they have other cool color stuff. And also, as a quick antidote to all of this, when I went, uh, I noticed that somebody drew a bunch of the avatar symbols onto some leaves. But they didn't do the Earth Nation to troll the shit out of us. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we found all of the other ones, but they didn't do Earth. On the sole purpose of it just dis- wasn't there, and they were doing that so you would sit there and look for like an hour trying to find where the Earth Nation leaf was. Which I thought was... That, that was like some clever trolling in, in my perspective. They probably just got too hammered to finish the other ones. <laughs> oh, did I tell you guys, since we're talking about AR, we just got an um, AR headset at work, a Meta 2 headset. Gonna Meta get to play 2. Around with some AR be awesome meta 2 yeah oh that looks weird yeah looks wonky right good luck with that yeah it's gonna be fun i'm excited okay haven't used it yet well uh on that note you haven't used it yet uh we are okay, recording cool. this we on are a... gonna leave holy shit <laughs> just just, just this <laughs> i just got fucking floored by that one <laughs> that's your best transition um i did want to make a note though the next time you hear this podcast we will be doing our pre-pup so make sure you tune in for that as a lot of us are going to be heading to pax unplugged on the east coast um yes and, and so make sure you check us out probably 
Shots? You want shots? Everybody's doing shots? 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 You doing shots? We won't only be talking about PAX Unplugged because we'll also have to talk about Destiny. We will have to talk a little bit about Destiny for a little bit. You know, Frank's time. That's like 35, 40 minutes. So anyway, until next time, this has been The Forecast. Sick. This week's podcast was produced and edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, Owen Powderline, and our special guest, Ben Diaz. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R. You can check him out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer or on Spotify. Also, this week's podcast was brought to you by Reclaim Industrial a small but amazing shop of makers, fabricators, and designers based out of Bluemont, Virginia. We've now also located a new shop in Kansas City, Missouri. So you can check us out online at www.reclaimindustrial.com. You can also check out our website for any video updates we may have. And until next time, this has been The Forecast. Forecast.